I'm Father Ralph, and you're in the Red Room. Tonight, we're going to hear from Marcus Bogan, Australian and resident Stedsman. Later, we'll hear from Ryan DeNewer, Stead's freshman and volunteer firefighter. We'll have good news and weather with Nikolai. I'm here with my co-host, Bobby Weltner, and all of this is happening in the Red Room. Bobby, great to see you. Father Ralph. Great to be seen to steal your line. Oh yes, you know it's always good to be seen. <laughs> but it's it's great to see you as well, especially okay. on this beautiful fall day here. It is an absolutely gorgeous day. I was absolutely surprised when I came out because it was actually warm. It had, it warmed up after I went into the office and I came out. And I didn't need to wear my coat anymore. I was absolutely shocked. Yeah, it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. I um to be honest, it's a little. A little depressing being in this dark red room right now. I mean, usually this is a joyous place for me, but right well, you now, know, folks, already he's coming out with knives drawn. You know, it's no. amazing. It's already no. he's already complaining. I I know where this show is going to go, folks. You know what? I'm going to try to. We're going to let that one go. I'm not going to bite on it, but I do want to say I'm very excited because you know after talking you know with uh, Nicholas last week, I, I can't wait for whatever music he's going to come up. With us for this show. I mean, I can't wait. We're going to have a sousaphone slash tuba intro. I don't know what it's going to sound like, but it's like Christmas is coming around the corner. I just don't know when his music is going to drop. But you know what I thought? If we're going to have theme music, we should also have like, you know, like maybe like a cough button or a pause <laughs> button. So I got to work on that too. Mm. So I'm going to delegate that too, if you don't mind. Yeah, sure, I, I, sure, I'd sure. really, really like to see what you can work out on that. Yeah, because sure. I think we take our our podcast to that next I, level. I agree. I agree. It'll be a lot, a lot of applause for me. Not so much for you, but that, you know. Again, folks, <laughs> knives are out. So that's all I'm going to say. You know what? I don't, knowing that, I, I guess I, I'm going to go right back there. I'm going to go back in the eye of the storm, and I want to bring up pumpkin spice again. Pumpkin spice? Have you had anything good pumpkin spice in the past week? I haven't had any pumpkin pie, no. <laughs> so uh, I was going to say is, I don't know if you know this, Bobby, as a lover of pumpkin spice, uh, there's a pumpkin spiced latte ring. A ring that features a whipped cream shaped center diamond surrounded by white diamonds and orange sapphires encased in a cupcake claw, if you will. It's meant to mimic a warm cup of pumpkin spice goodness. And there's white diamonds, orange sapphires, emeralds. It's all over the place. And it's yours for, I think, $11,500. That's a steal. That's that's for the, the, the person who's really committed well, to pumpkin spice. Maybe you know, like you. I, I mean, how many people have their first date over a nice pumpkin spice latte at Starbucks? Well, I don't know. And then, you know, leads to marriage. It's the perfect ring. Okay. It makes a lot of sense. Well, I, I, let's ask a married person. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Says the two yeah. religious. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm not excited so much for the, the pumpkin spice lattes at, um, at, uh, uh, at uh, Starbucks. Uh, I am excited because we are now getting uh, cappuccino mix for our coffee machine upstairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we are going to have the hot cocoa, the cappuccino, and the milk froth so all working on our new uh, coffee machine with our new furniture, our new uh, bench seating, and our new lighting. And we still have more to go. But what I'm really excited for, what I'm really excited for, is the new completion of the new Peace Plaza down oh, at the yeah. edge of St. Mary's Lake across from the grotto. Is that actually getting completed? I mean, that's that's been a project in the in the works for a well, while it, now. Yeah, it has been a it's been a project in the works. Yeah, um, it's going to be dedicated on UNLV weekend. Uh, 
And I know the family, and they're very excited. And um, actually what happened was is they were doing work, and they had to stop because they had to do surveys of the land. They had to, sure, to, yeah. to, to look at all that. And actually what they found out is that there was gasoline slash oil oh, wow. at the bottom of that. So they had to clean that all out. Now, how that ever got there, I don't know. But Father Sorn was famous, and the community was famous for creating dumps. So mm-hmm. we just, hey, we need we need a dump. Uh, yeah, go behind those trees and just start creating a dump. And that's what we did. Yeah. Well, the biggest dump, no lie, the biggest dump would have been on the south side of campus where they're building the new art building right across from Eddy Street Commons. That area was the community slash university's dump. And one thing I wish they had done before they built on it was to do like send some archaeologists in there and see what they could pull out. Because I could just imagine <laughs> some of these bicycles that Father Sorn bought back from Paris for the Stedsmen ended up in that dump. And I wonder if we could that find them. Fascinating. Maybe they got all that rested and corroded, but uh, you know, it's worth a go. You worth know, a I, dig. I, I wish you spoke up there, Father Alf. That would have been great. Oh, I did, but no one listened. <laughs> the story of my life. What? Well, that's exciting. Colin Ralph Haig's story. That's exciting <laughs> news about the, the Peace Plaza being finished. It is. It is. It oh. is. And the nice thing is it's going to have a fountain, and it's going to have the prayer for peace that the, the, one, the, the father of the donors would pray uh, every time uh, he could. And it's going to be written in seven different languages, and it's going to be a, a, a nice, like, infinity fountain. And there'll be plenty of, uh, like, stadium seating to look at the lake, mm-hmm. as well as uh, a portion that actually goes out into the lake. Um, and you can sit, you can dangle your feet if you want, um, and you can um, sit there and refreshed by St. Mary's Lake. Now, someone, and that this someone shall be remain anonymous, but I think you you can use your powers of deduction and figure out who I'm talking about. But someone in the community is very concerned that people could fall into the lake. And I said to him, I said, well, you know, oh, you of all people should know that this is, was it natural selection in, in, in progress? And uh, we should not be concerned, but rather rejoice. I think that's the goal. Yeah. You know, if you fall in, that's your own. You know? Absolutely. You know, we're trying to, we're trying to, trying to keep it nice and uh, make it a little smarter. But that's going to be done and dedicated by, univer- uh, by uh, UNLV. UNLV. So it's going to be a fun, fun, fun weekend. So I'm very excited for that. I think that's going to become a new place to hang out. It looks beautiful. I mean, it looks, you know, obviously it's not done yet, but just the, the landscaping they've done looks really nice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, uh, something else that uh, I'm not so excited for was today after lunch, uh, I always am a creature of habit and I always go upstairs after lunch to look at my mailbox. Now, do you, when do you look at your mailbox, Bobby? Uh, in the morning. First in the morning? Thing. The yeah. first thing? Yeah. Hmm. Well, our mail gets delivered, I think, somewhere mid-morning, so I couldn't get over there because, uh, sure. like, at 7.30, it's not there. Yeah, yeah gotcha. So I always wait till after lunch, and, you know, does anyone love me? I don't know, and it's like a little game of roulette. And uh, more often than not, there's just trash, and that's okay. I understand. Um, but L- today- Listeners, send in some love for Father Ralph. He needs it. He needs it. <laughs> Thanks, Bobby. <laughs> Thank you. He's right. I need it. Um, uh, but today, I, I went to my mailbox and I found uh, an advertisement. It's it's Martin's, the local grocery store. Martin's, count on us, celebrating 75 years. It says personalized coupons inside. Look at that. It's a bowl of tomato soup with some crostinis. And then it says personalized coupons inside. And I was thinking, 
Really? Are they that personalized? <laughs> well, there were two other priests who got the same thing, and we opened ours up, and they were all different coupons. Wow. So, Bobby, what coupons do you think Martin's is offering me? Oh, let's see. Well, now there's one, two, three, four, five, six, eight. So you have... You, yeah, well, so, so I mean, immediately my head goes to... Uh, my what? mind goes to, to Ed's, right? Okay. And so I'm thinking, you know, you probably... When you, when you make Ed's food, you know, you need you need the sandwich bread. You need the chicken. Okay. Now... Now that's a good that's a good thought, but remember we go to GFS for all of that. Oh, okay. Gordon Food Service. Sure. So that's a good that's a good guess. We're going to yeah. save you, okay? This is more personal. This is what Father Ralph is personally buying. Okay. Are we for his then, little galley here? Say, are we talking chips and candy? Well, I don't know. You take a guess, Bobby. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with some Lay's potato chips, original. That's a big no. Big no. Um, Not a potato what, what chip. About, what about the the classic Halloween bags of you know? The, the fifty the, the the two hundred count variety packs of Halloween candy. That's a good good guess, Bobby. But no, okay. another day. Uh, Come on, one more. You got one more chance. Um, God, uh, I don't know. Uh, ice cream. Uh yes. Okay, I'll give you that. Klondike right. bars. Oh, Klondike bars. I guess. Okay, I, sure. I, what would I do for a Klondike bar? I'm embarrassed to tell you. <laughs> But I gotta save a dollar from off Klondike bars. So here's the other items I have. I don't know. I got limes. I must buy a lot of limes. Mm. Uh, graham crackers, canned tuna, uh, Manwich original. I never bought that at all. Well, it's a suggestion. I guess so. And you know, <laughs> trying to balance out the diet a little. Yeah, bit. I guess so. Uh, steep and brew K cups. I don't do that. Uh, and Nabisco Ritz crackers, as well as Nestle Pure Life water. And those last four things I'd never buy. The other stuff I do. I was like, wow, they, they're keeping track of me, just like Big Brother. See, Martins loves you, Father Ralph. That's why I count what, on them. What else do you need? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, Martins, what am I thinking right now? <laughs> what am I having for dinner? Martins is the real winner here. I mean, that's that's this is a lot of a lot of airtime for Martins right now. It is. You know, and they're not even one of our sponsors. You know, like Fun <laughs> no, Tan. I know. It's, it's free. Need, if gratuitous. If gratuitous get, advertising. If you need to get tan, go to Fun Tan. <laughs> People who know how to make you tan. Fun Tan. <laughs> There you go. Well, anyway, Bobby, I, 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 those are the things that like I was just absolutely shocked by. That you know, like wow, there's yeah. a lot going on here, a, a lot, lot going on behind the scenes. Yeah, it's exciting times at uh, you know, on, on Notre Dame campus, we're getting customized, personalized Martin's advertisements. Yeah, and that's uh, that's one of the top talking points. Yeah, well, you never know. I was, uh, you know, what's in your mailbox? I guess yeah. you're not telling. No, not nothing. I got a, I got a beautiful card from my mom today. Oh, it was it was, uh, it was a card. It was a Halloween card. She sent some seasonal cards, and it was three vampires sitting in a restaurant, and the first two order bloods, and the last one orders a plasma, and the waiter goes. So to confirm, that's two bloods and one blood light. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, we need that laughter. Wow, Bobby. Well, thank you. Well, uh, you know, I was going to say, I think it's time for us to get on with the show. Let's do it. Let's do it. Get it on. Bobby, I said that Marcus was going to be our first guest. I think we're going to change it up because Ryan Denewer is now here in the Red Room. Congratulations and welcome. Thank you. It's great to be here on the podcast. Well, I'm sure it is. You know, I'm sure you freshmen are always a listener, but this is a first time appearance and we're so happy that you're here. Now, Ryan, tell us, you're not only a Notre Dame student, but, but I, and I hope that's going well, 
It is going well so far. It's definitely a little bit of an adjustment from back in New Jersey where I'm from, but it's been going well. Ooh, Jersey. Oh, yeah. my God, Bob. Another Jersey guy. <laughs> Another Jersey. Another oh, Jersey my God. Are you from Jersey? Uh, North Jersey, Mountain Lakes. It's okay. in Morris County. Okay, great. Okay, what exit? Oh, off 287, I believe it's 34. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Always ask a person from Jersey their exit, and they know it. But, hey, I'm, I'm sure it's going well, and right now, um, call your folks up and say you got straight A's because uh, we haven't had midterms yet. So I hope you haven't had any exams. But anyway, sure it's going well. But, you know, there's something else because being a Notre Dame student just isn't enough, is it? You're, you, had, you had to do something more. What is that more? Tell yes. us about that. So in high school, actually my junior and senior year to be specific, I was a member of my town's volunteer fire department. So that has given me a lot of experiences and many different things that not a lot of people are exposed to. Wow, you're a, you're a volunteer firefighter. That is correct, yes. Wow, you like one day you just said, "Wow, I'm going to do that." And I mean, yeah, there were a couple of things that kind of influenced me to go down that path. First of all, I've always sort of had some sort of passion for community service and especially coming from a small town of only 5,000 people, there's a lot of volunteering going on going on around town whether it's with different clubs and organizations. And then two other things, one of my best friends growing up, his dad was in the department, so I kind of got involved through that, and I kind of got to be around it. And most importantly, I would say the department in general had a junior department, so meant specifically for high school students, so there were a bunch of kids doing that as well. Okay, Bobby, have you ever been a volunteer firefighter? Did you ever want to be a firefighter? Well, no, I can't, I can't claim that. Um, yeah, I, uh, you know, I... My favorite part is the fire truck. You know, every, every yeah. little kid likes fire trucks. Yeah. But I, I never really had the, the inspiration to be a firefighter. You're like Ryan. Yeah. Very, well, very admirable. Yeah. Well, you know, my mom tells me that as a young kid, I wanted to be a trashman. Because, <laughs> you know, a little kid, I liked the trash the trash truck, I guess. Uh, once again, listeners, yeah. we're, we're, we're catching a theme here. Father Alf was trying to dig up old trash, you know, on, on, on the property earlier in the episode. And now he's going back to his trash man days. Well, you, <laughs> Again, know, I, you know, Bobby, you're living your own little world here, okay? No, it's the <laughs> Strap 80s, in. trash. We're Follow learning my a lot lead. about Father Alf. Oh, my gosh, Bobby. But what I'm hearing from Ryan is that he really liked playing with matches. Oh, uh, yeah. It was, <laughs> and hence the being the fireman. No, yeah, something like no, that. I'm joking. So, so I know I'm joking. Never play with matches, kids. Say no, like Nancy Reagan said. But, yeah, so there's a, you had some friends. You had a dad's friend, a friend yeah. of a dad who was in there. And yeah. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. So that's where it all kind of stemmed from, you know, seeing other people do it. And you just wanted to do it, too. Yeah, I think more or less. And I know there were a bunch of events around town, whether it's just parades or we had like a Santa drive by every Christmas. They put Santa yeah. up on the fire truck and drive around town and everything. So I guess kind of just being around it, being exposed to it, is what led to me being interested. Wow! Yeah, that's okay. that's actually what I was thinking before when I was saying the fire trucks. I mean, Santa coming by yeah. your house on 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 uh, Christmas Eve and the fire truck. <laughs> a Santa but, drive by. A Santa, Santa drive by. Yeah, that's exciting. <laughs> um, but but this is cool. I mean, so. So you did it last year, this last year, right, as a senior in high as school? As a junior and a senior. Oh, yeah. As a junior and senior. Mm. Yeah. So what's the what's the process like? I imagine there's a significant amount of training uh, to volunteer. So so how do you become a volunteer fighter? What's the process? Um, and, and you did all this as a high school student, so where did you find my, the time? Wow. Yeah, so... Overachiever. <laughs> so I joined in the beginning, or, yeah, in the beginning of my junior year, and then you start going to drills and just being around the department. So we had we had junior drills where all the juniors, so the juniors and seniors, which made up the junior department, they would kind of go to drills and train, whether it's on hydrant, no, like how to turn on the fire hydrant, get water established, all of that, 
or finding stuff on the truck. So that was the start of it. And then I decided, me and a couple of my friends decided that we enjoyed it so much that we were going to do extra training that allowed us to actually start going into buildings. So, oh my God. <laughs> wow. So in the summer going into my junior year and the summer going into my freshman year here at Notre Dame, I did five week classes over the summer. So it was pretty much a nine to five job for five weeks of training for that. Oh, so, that is amazing. Gosh. That is amazing. So this is, this is kind of a passion of yours. Yeah, it definitely is. I never really, initially when I joined the department, I didn't think it would become as important as it is to me now. But after being involved and being around it, I fell in love with it. Well, you know, I, Bobby, what I find amazing is he's running into fires. I had to come up with an emergency plan here at Steads for a fire. And my emergency plan was this, fire, colon, get out. That's not a bad yeah. plan. But you're running in. Wow, he's running in. Yeah. Wow. Ryan will handle it for you if you, yeah. you know. But um, but that's amazing. And, and so, I mean, wow. you know, to, to go through all that. Um, now, early on, I mean, now that you, now you're pretty passionate. Was there ever, did you ever second guess it? Did you ever want to give up on something? Maybe Father Ralph, did you ever want to oh, yeah. give up on something? Oh, yeah, I did. Great expectations. <laughs> Charles Dickens' great expectations yeah. took me, I think, 10 years. <laughs> and I had such great expectations, but when I got done reading it, I was like, wow, expectations, not so great. Not so great. What about you, Bobby? <laughs> uh, no, you know, I, I tend to power through on things. You okay. Know? Great expectations a breeze for me. Just um, you know, I just found it. I found it literally. literally it was it was literally and figuratively dull. And no. if you're a dull person, you like it. Yeah, go ahead. There you go. Sorry, no, no, but, 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 no I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But Ryan, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> but Ryan, how, like, did you ever second guess it at the start? Was it you know was it difficult? Um, not really at the start. There were some times, especially during those summer trainings, where it was difficult. Like, are like you in I, full gear? Yeah, you are in full uh, gear. It's yeah. the middle of the summer. It can get up to like a hundred degrees outside without anything on, and then you're in your full gear. You're like in the fire. You're getting hot. So there were definitely some times where I. I wouldn't say thought about quitting, but it got difficult, and then. But I've heard fire is a dry heat. Yeah, but <laughs> you're still <laughs> so so getting hot. Um, wow. But I think the main thing that got me through that is I had other friends from my department that were also doing it. So it's kind of like if one person's not doing it, like we're all falling back. So I think we all kind of pushed each other to continue that and actually finish the course. Wow, so. that's wow. amazing. It's kind of like you know hiking, you know the. Uh, the Pikes Peak, you know, like the senior other people hiking to pull you along, oh, you know, yeah. so you don't give up. Yeah, you know, so I guess really what's surprising, what I'm hearing here, is that there is a real danger for dehydration. Yeah, there definitely is. I still remember during our Fire One class, which was the first class I did going into senior year, one day, it was a class of, I want to say, 20 to 25 people. One day, someone, I guess, didn't have enough water, was in the fire for too long, they went away. They, they ended up being okay. They came back a couple of days later, but wow, th there is a serious dehydration problem. You got to make sure you're staying on top of that. I, I, didn't, I, I didn't know what they went away with. So <laughs> I, didn't know, I, thought was like, I thought that was a euphemism <laughs> for something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I was yeah. all worried there. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. They went away for the day. They went yeah. away for the day. Just yeah. a little time out. A yeah. T O a time exactly. out. That's what he yeah. had. He took a little breather. Now, one more fun fact question: what, What's the amount of weight that you're carrying when you're in full gear? Um, it depends. So with the gear, so with just the gear on, I want to say it's around 30 pounds, but then when you're, when you have the pack on, which is how you're breathing inside the fire and the tools and everything, I want to say it gets up to 65 to 70. Wow. So, yeah. Wow. 
But my back is just hurting hearing that. I'm not joking. I just felt a shiver of pain. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, I think every listener wants me to ask this question. Have you ever responded to a fire? Now, I'm not talking like, you know, Bobby, like NDFPD, whatever, NDFD, uh, fighting a microwave cooking disaster of overcooking a bag of popcorn or making a Mac Ready Mac without any water. I'm talking about a real full-fledged fire. Tell us, what was it like? Did you get singed? Did you smell the acid smoke? I mean, what was running through your mind like, what am I doing? Should I get out of here? Yeah, so a lot, draft. <laughs> so a lot of the time, since we are a small department, we'd end up responding to just fire alarms and carbon monoxide and all these mm. kind of routine calls. But there was one call, it was over the summer, I want to say two to three weeks before I actually got here to Notre Dame. Uh, that we actually did respond to a fire and normally we'd be beat out by one of our neighboring towns because they have more of a full-time department so they usually beat us to our own calls just because they're already there but we actually happened to be at our firehouse as well so we actually got there first so that's a rarity in itself and then so I was on the first search team which means I was one of the first two people inside of the building oh my gosh so even just walking up like you can see the smoke coming out it, it was in the basement but you could see it coming out of the back of the house and out the side so even just walking up to the door like you're putting your mask on and everything to be safe inside but it definitely gets your adrenaline pumping sure so you said you're a part of the first search team so do you go through the whole house looking for people yeah, so me and one other person, because you always go in pairs just in case anything happens. So usually the first two people in are on search. So what we did is we searched the whole house. We started on the first floor, went up, went to the basement. We did all of that. And then after we went in, a host team came in at some point. I'm not exactly sure when, because obviously we were inside searching for people. Yeah, wow. but you so you saw the fire. You're, you went downstairs and you saw the fire. Yeah. Wow. And was anyone home? Uh, people were home when it happened, but they got out. The dog got out. So there, so like we had kind of known going in that there wasn't anyone in there, but we do have to make sure. So we went in. We searched the whole thing. Wow. Wow. Okay. It's amazing. Wow. Did you did you get singed by the fire? No, likely little, not. Okay. Wow. Okay. <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, that, well, that's. I mean, that's a pretty amazing story right there. Yeah. So so you do fight fires. Yeah. But but I can't believe that Mountain Lakes has too many fires on a regular basis, right? So, so there's probably a lot of downtime. Now, I don't know if you're at the fire station for much of this or if you're on call, but, but what's your downtime like? What, what are you doing? So, what do you, yeah, what do you what do you do when you hang out? Yeah, I, I picture them hanging out, like, at the fire. Yeah, well, I just imagine they all just play, like, cards. Cards or something, <laughs> you know, or, you know, they're taking care of their Labrador or, or their Dalmatian dog. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? Unfortunately, we didn't have any dog at our department. And, and actually, for most of the time I was there... Our fire department was also part of, like, the town borough building, so it was kind of one big building. Oh. And at the time I was there, most of it was under construction. <laughs> so so we didn't have your classic, like, meeting room and everything. We weren't playing cards every night. So we pretty much went to calls, hung out for a little bit kind of in the bays, which are where the engines and trucks park, whatever. So we'd sit around talking there for a bit, but then we'd kind of go home. So the downtime was usually at home, and then you'd just be ready to go for the next call whenever it came out. Wow. So. So, uh, you know, it, it makes me want to ask, were you able ever to drive one of the fire trucks? Yes. So we have two bigger engines, which are like your classic fire trucks. And then we have a smaller, it's called a rescue vehicle, which is pretty much an ambulance sized thing. So I got trained to drive the rescue vehicle, which is the ambulance. And then over the summer, I've 
began training to drive the engine, but I never actually finished that. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, okay. Hopefully, more, so more to come. Yeah. As you're telling me, more to come. Yep. Let me tell you, I think one of the greatest things for me to do here at Rector at St. Ed's was to pull the fire alarm. Yeah. We had to do a fire alarm. <laughs> And I could just imagine like what it is for you driving out the fire truck and then turning on the sirens. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Your drilling must be flowing. Yeah. I've been in the front seat. Well, not really to go on a call because that's the officer's seat, but like for parades and stuff and you get to do the sirens and everything and it's always a good time to be out there. Oh my gosh. So. Wow. Wow. Have you driven around with Santa yet? Uh, yeah. I, did, <laughs> wow. I didn't drive Santa, but I was in the engine while, while Santa was up on top. Wow. That's getting a privilege. That's super a privilege. cold. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but what I'm really surprised by is that they don't have a dog. They don't have a fire dog. I know. Like, I, I thought it was like standard. Every fire department <laughs> has to have like a Dalmatian, and that's what keeps that breed going. I, I wish it was standard. I wish we had some sort of dog Dalmatian, but it just didn't happen for us. I guess because we're not there most of the time. I don't know if anyone wants to take that dog home. And oh, that's a shame. That's a crying shame, Bobby. <laughs> a crying shame. You know, Bobby, I wish I had kept the diary I had written during my first years as a rector here. Oh, the stories that I, I remember in there. Oh, Sadly, I can't remember them all. As I get older, Bobby. Yeah, oh, yeah. Father off. We've we've I'm, we've touched on this in prior. I know. Oh, we're prior gonna, oh we have. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm forgetting. I, I, and I guess where I'm going. Listeners, excuse I guess, Father Elf's memory. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you. You're so kind. Um, uh, I guess where I'm going with this, Ryan, is that I hope that you would write down some of these experiences, lest they be forgotten too. Tell us what is one of the more memorable moments of being on the force. Yeah, like you said, I should definitely start writing these down because I know there's good, there have been quite a few and there's going to be many more. There's going to sure. be a lot more. And, you know, Ryan, <laughs> I, I didn't want to shit on you. That's really unbecoming, but you can shit on yourself. Okay. But, but do what you want to do. <laughs> so over the summer, kind of around the same time, it was a little after this fire, a week or two after. Mm-hmm. We still don't know why it happened. So we're... Me, I'm an only child, so me and my parents are sitting at home. We're inside, whatever. Okay, what were you doing? I was actually downstairs. I was just in my room. My room's in the basement, so I was kind of just sitting around not doing much. And all of a sudden, I hear this banging on the door, like crazy banging. So, And then I hear someone like running down the stairs. I was scared to death because I didn't know what's happening. Banging (laughs) on the door. Girl Scouts? Like banging on the door, (laughs) running down the stairs. I was like, what's happening? And I, it was my dad coming down the stairs, which I didn't know at the time, but he was like, there's a fire outside. There's a fire. There's a fire. I I was so confused. I go outside and one of the bushes just right in front of our yard (laughs) is just up in flames. And we still don't know how it happened, but it's up in flames. So my dad goes outside to grab the hose. I just go under the sink because I know that's where the fire extinguisher is. And we get it out without it spreading to any other bushes or luckily to the house or anything. But it it turns out... (laughs) There's like a surgical supply company that was just driving through town and they stopped their van right outside because they saw the fire and they were the ones just banging on our door like crazy. So, wow. wow. A burning bush. I miss, a, a, a this, may have, this may have been a theophany. <laughs> it may have been an appearance you, of you the should, divine. I hope you took your shoes off. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. I am who am. Oh my God. If you, if you see a burning bush, you just got to let it burn. Yeah. You don't try to you don't no. try to put that out. I try you know? to talk to it. You try to talk to it. <laughs> yeah. Oh and, my know, god. Exodus three. You know, you know that's where. Can that's you imagine? How, there. You see, he's mastering the divine. I, am I like that. Where we are getting our money's worth. Thank you, Bobby. <laughs> you know, I, I just can't. It just like you're just sitting there in the house, like you know, reading Time or The Economist or whatever, listening to your iTunes, and next thing you know, you're 
bushes on fire. I mean, this is amazing. Out of nowhere, yeah. And then the fire department obviously came by, and obviously it's all people that I know, and they're like, what happened? And I'm just like, I have no clue what happened. Sitting there with the fire extinguisher still, and they're looking at me. It sounds like a call moment. Yeah. It sounds, you know, yeah. this was a deepening <laughs> yeah. Of, yeah. of Brian's vocation as uh, firefighter. Yes, yeah, very much like <laughs> Daniel. <laughs> the prophet devil. Go ahead, sorry. Yeah. Wow, I, I, wow, write that down, kid. I know. Yeah, yeah it's a fantastic story. Whoa, I need Biblical. To, wow, I think fact. I need to figure a cigar <laughs> you know? after that. Um, but but I, I do want to address the elephant in the room. Oh, yeah. How am I going to get to Penny's? For the sale, if I don't have a car, you got the car. Father Elf, no. What do you? That's a red herring, Father Elf. Oh, completely off topic. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> but no, no, no. Yeah, let's bring it back to the firefight. Okay, because that's what we've been talking about, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> given our history here at St. Ed's with fires, right? With the last one happening in 1980. Yeah. Oh, Bob, you're not going to go. Oh, you're going there. Are you Ryan? Willing to protect Notre Dame's oldest and most storied residence hall. Willing to protect your fellow gentlemen and be our fire commissioner. I am absolutely willing to do that. As much as I can do with the fire extinguishers that are here in St. Ed's, I will absolutely do. That's then, fantastic. And the power invested in me by John Jenkins, President's <laughs> University, I declare that you are our fire commissioner. Thank you. There we go. It's an honor. Right now, there. And just to be clear, this is a volunteer position. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But, you know, gotcha. Ryan being... Wow, we'll give, him, we'll give him some free Chick-fil-A or something. Yeah, you know? Ryan being the charitable man that he is. Wow. You know. Wow. Thank you for thank taking you, on that mantle. Absolutely. Wow. Our first fire commissioner. Yeah, you know, first finally, fire chief. After 18 years, we're going to call him chief now. Hey, yeah. chief. What's going to call you? By the way, I want you, the listeners, you can't see it, but in honor of our firefighter here, our chief, I'm wearing red in the red room there for you. you. Well, I'm not even wearing red. You're more prepared than both of us. Well, you know what? Some of us think ahead. <laughs> Father, Father Alf, we need to get some uh, some SEFD apparel. Uh, pray tell, what's that? Some, some St. Edward's Fire Department apparel. Well, okay, well, we can do that. You know, you know where there's a will, there's a way. I'm sure yeah, we can absolutely. do it. It's got to happen. I would definitely Ryan, start, build, start building out the team. Yeah. You know, get the demand. Yeah, look, look for it on the blog site. You, know, you can own it. You can own it. Okay. Well, Ryan, thank you so very much for coming and talking to us. Thank you for taking a step forward and being our chief. Keep fighting those fires. Fight the good fight, and make sure it's all snuffed out. All right. Sounds good. Thanks so much for having me. Ryan, thank you. Yep. Bobby, don't you like Ryan? Yeah, I love Ryan. I, I think he's fantastic for the dorm, right? Oh, I'm going to be sleeping so much more soundly. Now. Absolutely. And, and, yeah, and you don't have to worry about anything. No, I'm going to be entering into the rest of my ancestors almost. And I really do respect people that, that volunteer their time in high school like that. And, uh, and he's very committed to it. Oh, he is. They're you know what? I I think this is, you know, Stead's you thought couldn't go any higher. He's a great pickup. Well, he's great taking pickup. us to that next level. Yeah. We love that, Ryan. But now we got to get on to our second guest. Our second guest, well, is a bit of a, well, a real newcomer who's come a long way, Bobby. His name is Marcus Bogan from Ireland. <laughs> Marcus, welcome to the Red Room. Thank you very much. Um, just to correct you on, it's Bogan. Bogan. Oh, Bogan. Yeah. Bogan. Well, this carries on with all my problems. Yeah. With all yeah. of, all yes. of yeah. my... And I, another I, recurring theme. Another you know. recurring theme. So, but anyway... Marcus. <laughs> and forgive him if he forgets, because he'll probably forget the you know, correct You know what? It's okay. I'm only human. I'm only human. But you know what? God loves me nevertheless. Bobby, is it just me, or do you hear just a bit of an accent? I do. I do, yeah. No, there's yeah. there's something to it. Yeah. There's, yeah. You know, there's an, there's an Irish accent there, isn't there? 
There is, absolutely, yeah. So I'm yes. coming from Dublin. Um, yes. I came over here just a month ago, which has flown past. It has, you know, you know, it, it happens here in Notre Dame. So, Marcus, you're from Ireland. We can hear the accent come through and through. I thought it was a little Canadian there, but then I remember, no, he is Irish. Um, but now, how does an Irishman end up here at Notre Dame? I know that you were fighting, you were the fighting Irish, but, you know, this is not just a hop, skip, and a jump away from the Emerald Island. What brings you here? Um, so I'd say specifically by chance so last November and just the opportunity appeared just to apply and come to Notre Dame and then I just jumped on the chance Um, so all I had to do was obviously follow the application process and just pull the cord but I had no idea where I was going to go there was a number of options and one of them at the top of my list was definitely Notre Dame and I always just kind of thought well the football program seems really interesting so (laughs) I was thinking why not give it a go so, so someone came to you in your high school or whatever you do over there yeah. and said, hey, uh, why don't you apply to go to school in America? And you said, yeah, that's a good idea. I'll make application. And then they just say, hey, you're going to go here or you're going to go there. And Yeah, so they give you a big list of options. So one of them, uh, the rival school, um, Boston College. <laughs> uh, back, backup college. Yeah, backup college. Yeah, so one of them was there and the other one was here. And then there was... <laughs> Groningen in the Netherlands and there was Zurich in Switzerland and there was a couple of other places like London and then it just jumped out of me that I want to travel I want to go somewhere completely new completely different wow. so I always thought mm-hmm. okay and that's somewhere is northwest Indiana oh yes America's playground <laughs> yeah America's playground when America wants to get away from it all we come to northwest Indiana but I also got to ask what did your parents think all of a sudden you're like so, some you know Pied Piper comes to your high school and says, "Yeah, go study abroad." And you're like, yeah, that's a great idea. Next thing you know, you're jetting off over here to Northwest Indiana. What did what did what did your folks think? But my parents. What did, your, just, what did your friends think? Like, wow, this is this is anything but grand. My parents laughed. <laughs> <laughs> they were thinking, "What's he doing, leaving Ireland? Uh, leaving Ireland?" I said, "Free education to come to the U.S." <laughs> they were laughing at me for that, um, but they just thought it was an amazing opportunity. I had to go for it. Um, so I had to take a chance whenever I could and the opportunity arose to study law here and I said that would be amazing Whoa. backing up did you just say study law whoa I did indeed and, and and wait sorry you're an undergraduate right yeah absolutely so I'm a junior so you were an Irish undergraduate studying law at the Notre Dame Law School I thought you had to be a graduate student to do that right right father I, I would have bet the farm I, on yeah. it but regardless of that I, I mean that's that's amazing as it is yeah Someone like yourself, how do you come to study law in a foreign land? I mean, do, do the laws cross over? I mean, I, I, I don't I, think so. None of this makes sense. Well, American law is the best law. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always a hot take. Uh, so the laws don't actually have any link. They have a common foundation from England, but they have no actual bearing in anything else. Um, so completely unapplicable back home. There's no way I could use anything I learn here back home. It's just to take another perspective on law. And the more perspectives you can take, the more you can form an opinion on the laws in Ireland, the laws wherever you travel. So if you choose to practice down the line somewhere in a different country, you have experienced another country that you can kind of apply what you've learned. So it's all about just building kind of a critical view of the law in the land that you come from. Wow. And is it, is it challenging as an undergraduate to be in those grad classes? Because... Are you the only undergraduate in your classes? Yeah, so I'm the only undergrad in my classes. I'm in 3L, so I'm with everyone who's about to graduate, starting in the real world, um, this coming end of the year. Um, so it's really kind of different, but it's the exact same as home. What I always think about is law is law, no matter where you study it, and laws are going to be the same. It's just their approach to law is different, and their 
way of thinking about law is different, but the actual challenge is the same. It's the similar strive to be obviously academic excellence. It's the same anywhere, same wow. university. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And, and wait, wait, wait. Let me just interrupt for a second. So. In America, we graduate from an undergraduate program, and then we're a graduate student, and we do law for three years. But in Ireland, how 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 does one study the law? Do you you must do it as an undergraduate then. Yeah, so exactly the same as leaving high school in America. So we leave high school, we apply to go to college, but just as an undergraduate degree, we can do law, and it applies in the exact same way. So if I finish college, which is four years for me, so four years of undergraduate law, then I can take the New York bar exam immediately after I leave. So it's the exact same as doing seven years of college here, but you can do it in four plus one with the bar exam after. Well, isn't that enlightened? Uh, I, I like the expedited the yeah. expedited plan over there. Yeah, but the problem is, uh, what are the results of the courtroom? Am I going to get my million dollars for McDonald's serving me too hot coffee? I don't know, but I don't want to mess with the system. I'm not here to talk about that, but Bobby, go ahead. True, Next question. true. Well, I, I mean, kind of just staying on the same theme, right? I mean, we're now... This is week six, I believe, of the semester. Yeah. You're only here for one semester, unfortunately. Mm. How are classes going? How's your experience at Notre Dame? And, and let's be honest. Have you been able to overcome the language barrier? Yeah, it's such a disadvantage. We speak English here. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. Um, classes are going well, but sometimes I'm called upon in class to speak and everyone looks at me sideways saying, what's he saying? <laughs> <laughs> Asking me to slow down sometimes. Um but class going really well. We've got midterms coming up next week. Um, excited to just get them started. Um, but it's it's very similar to home, kind of similar pace. The professors are all pretty amazing here. Um, kind of judges. If Judge Ryan is one of my professors, it's pretty Did you get to meet uh, Justice Coney Barrett? Amy Coney Barrett? When uh, she was here? No, not yet. Um, she came in to give a guest lecture, but I'm not in that crop who actually got oh, to go and see sure. her. Oh, okay. I see. Americans only. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I went there. I went there, Bobby. Bobby, you know, I'm just amazed that we have someone like Marcus here studying law as an undergraduate, and he's not even from America. You know, I, I, so Marcus, how do you prepare for classes here? You know, did you watch a lot of American TV law shows? We love law shows and doctors. You know, and there's, you know, um, and these shows pull back the proverbial curtain from the courtroom or the ER room. You know, and if we're looking at law, we have that great series, right? Law and Order. Law, law and order. order. I mean, we got Law and Order. We got Law and Order Special Victims Unit. Or, and we even got Law and Order Criminal Intent. I mean, we got <laughs> three different types. You pick. And they all have a combined, you know how many seasons? 56 seasons. You can watch from. So tell us, did you learn anything from American law? Did you watch these shows before? So you could say, hey, Your Honor, you know, courtroom theatrics and, you know, how to gather, gather evidence and plant evidence. Yeah, so I'd seen Suits and I'd seen the first four seasons of it. Um, oh. But I hadn't seen any of the Law and Order series. I'd only seen Suits and I'd only seen Brooklyn Nine-Nine was the other one. Oh, my God. <laughs> so a comedy oh show oh and Suits. Um, so they didn't really teach me that much, but it seemed to be... A lot of big money was the always yeah. way of watching suits. Well, I think you know what I don't. I, I don't want to shit on you. I don't. I don't shit on people. But Bobby, I think I think Marcus should watch a healthy dose of Law and Order. Absolutely. I have a. We have a streaming platform. We have an Apple TV. We're going to pass it on to you, and we're going to make you go in a room and six hours. We're going to do a little marathon, and you're going to watch Law and Order. Yeah. yeah, Law and Order, and you're <laughs> yeah. going to understand American law. Forget the law school. You went to school. 
law school on TV. Yep. No, absolutely. Very, very solid education in the law. Yeah. In New York, the best place to experience law and to bring mm-hmm. law. Yeah. Really, Bobby? Well, I, I got to be honest. I, I I don't watch the show myself. He's you know, more. So the, I, yeah, you're more I into like Good Morning to, America. Uh, I know. Yeah, exactly. Okay, sorry. <laughs> All right. To, uh, well, anyway, <laughs> Marcus, that's what you should do. Marcus, now, okay. So you're an Irishman studying law here at Notre Dame, uh, and uh, you know you go take a break. You know when you're not skimming the law, or I should I say reading the law? That's what you're reading. You're not studying law. You're reading the law. Well, how do how do you? You know, how do you prevent yourself from being all work and no play and make Jack a dull boy? I hope that nothing was lost in that translation of that idiomatic expression. But, you know, what? how do you keep yourself balanced? You know, like you could go bonkos, you know, studying too much. Very quickly. What do you do for recreation? Um, so here I've kind of thrown myself off the deep end and decided... I'm going to get really involved in a big wait, way. Wait, you already did that once, and now you're doing it again? Yeah. So. Holy cow. <laughs> Thrill seeker. Amazing. That's what he is. Wow. And, and, and I mean, he's, a, he's on an American podcast right now. He is. You know, <laughs> within six, seven weeks of being here. It's fantastic. So, so you threw yourself in the deep end in again. The, yeah, so I've been playing rugby here. Um, oh, my gosh. So, yeah, dived in wow. there. Um, kind of straight in. The first day I arrived, um, I saw the sign-up for rugby, and I said, I have to give that a try. Give it a go. Um, so then we had a couple of home games, a couple of away games. We managed to go to OSU. Unfortunately, we lost to OSU, uh, but we redeemed ourselves the week after against Michigan. Um, so we're happy out. We've kind of turned things around. Um, and then, as well as that, I kind of, based on the fact that I'm Irish, I had to join the Gaelic Athletic Association. Um, so Gaelic football and hurling. I've had to play because, well, I'm Irish and that club exists. Um, wow. Because they kind of drag you in as soon as they see you're here. <laughs> and, uh, so, yeah. Now, I have a couple follow-up questions mm. here. First, with that with that Irish accent, do you bring a certain certain level of credibility to the, to the rugby team? I imagine the rugby team loves to have you. Yeah, so what I kind of describe it here is that there's a couple of amazing athletes. So everyone who's an amazing athlete in high school played football. Um, and football in the American football word Um, yes and they're amazing athletes but they would only have played rugby for four years versus myself or anyone else from Ireland they kind of started when we were six or seven years old so we've been playing kind of 15 years so the the difference in is basically we're used to a more skillful game and they're more physical and more sizable than let's say we are I'm considered quite small (laughs) Um, but it's still just an amazing experience to kind of Grow, um, rugby's a growing game in America and Ireland's kind of at its mature professional stage but yeah. here it's still growing it. yeah. um, so it's just amazing to actually see the program develop as it goes up and up and up and hopefully become a varsity sport and now post rugby match have you been able to find a good pint of Guinness not yet uh, oh. <laughs> unfortunately I've tried to a couple of places and I'm yet to say I've found one good well one. you know us Americans you know, we Americans, we always like to say that the, the Guinness tastes so much better in Ireland. And then sometimes I think it's just one of those things that snobby travelers like to say to let you know they've been to Ireland. Oh, well, Guinness is so much better over there. So is that what you say, Bobby? But yeah, it's something I say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've, been, I've been to Ireland it, a couple times and it is good. It is, it's better, yeah. No. But, and, and you can notice now being in the States. It's, it's night and day. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> two different drinks. Uh, not the same at all. So tell us, you said, um, you said uh, Gaelic football. What, what makes Gaelic football Gaelic football? It's a sport that's only played in Ireland um, mm-hmm. exclusively. Um, so 
it's being brought to the US by Irish immigrants um, slowly and it's a growing game as well but in Ireland it's just a sport that's played nationally it's the equivalent of American you football know, no I one was, else plays I it. was once in Ireland myself for a St. Patrick's Day and um, I went to it was, a, it was a doubleheader it was a Gaelic football match followed by a hurling match amazing it was incredible I went with some Irish friends and let me tell you, hurling is the most athletic, intense sport I've ever seen. Yeah, it's kind period. of it's a mixture between lacrosse and tennis and, and field hockey, field hockey, and, and everything. It's just I wanted to ask, what makes Gaelic football Gaelic football? Is it like a cross between football and rugby, or yeah, it's, it's a cross between soccer and rugby. Soccer and rugby. Yeah, so there's kicking between posts, but all the, also the ball is in your hands but also you can kick it to your feet and there's also a contact sport so you're kind of running into people with your shoulders it's pretty physical so it's just a completely different sport to anything you'd play over here Wow. Well, Bobby, don't play because I know that you bruise easily. Easily, <laughs> <laughs> he's bruised. Thanks now, for looking out for me. For I am always, I'm always doing that. Now, now, I, and I'll tell us something funny that we Americans say or do. Um, and you know, the funny thing is, back in the day when I was in the seminary, Bobby, we had the rector of the seminary from Maynooth come and stay with us, and he was writing a book. And he was with us for a couple of months, and uh, I just couldn't understand, you know, what he was saying. Sometimes, because he had spoke with a real thick accent. And so Bill Miss Campbell, our Australian superior, said to me, Mate, what do you think of the Irish bloke? I said, well, you know, Bill, I think he's a great guy, but I can't understand him. Well, what do you do, sport? And I said, well, I kind of just laugh. And I kind of move on to something else. So months go on, and it's St. Patrick's Day. We have a party, and... The, the Irish priest is going to go back to Ireland the next day. And I said, so tell me, Father, what, what's something funny that Americans do that you've noticed? He says, oh, you guys laugh a lot. <laughs> so I, I, think, uh, I think other people had picked up what I was doing oh, and funny. did the same thing. So what is something that we do that say that's funny that you as an Irishman so pick up? What I actually I find really, really funny is that everyone's been to Dublin or has, it says they're Irish, particularly around here. Oh, wow. so yes, 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 yes. So I came here my first day and the first thing, first person I met in Notre Dame was like, it was Father Kevin. He, he said he was in Ireland two months ago. Everyone here will say they've gone to Ireland and always laugh and say that, like, who hasn't been to Ireland around here? <laughs> um, and everyone's got a relative who was you know, from Ireland. Absolutely. That, yeah, so I, it, the you know, Barry family is my, my heritage. Yeah, exactly. So I always laugh, and it's always funny to me that everyone I meet is always somehow connected to Ireland. And everyone always comes up, and the first thing they'll say to you when you hear my voice is, I'm Irish. And you're <laughs> <it's> like, <laughs> Can I see your passport? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Everyone's Irish here in America. Yeah. 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 Now... I do want to go there, Father Alf. Oh. Um, Marcus. No. Are you? Oh, my God. <laughs> well, you are. Yeah, okay. I, I'm, I'm curious. All right. Have you ever visited Australia, Marcus? I have indeed when I was young. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wow. And now, so your last name, did you know it's actually an Australian slang term? Yeah, I've heard that. Uh, yeah, folks, he's turning really bright red. Marcus <laughs> is redder than the walls of the Red Room with his red Irish hair, too. He's on fire. Get Ryan back in here. 
So, uh, as it's been pointed out by our Australian resident, Will. Oh, Will uh, Lavender. Yeah. He, he calls me a bogan. <laughs> 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 so that's exactly that's, what you're saying. It's rubbed yeah, off. Yeah, it's, oh, no, that's why, yeah. it's rubbed off rubbed off you perfectly. Uh, so that equivalent term in America. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's very funny to me that yeah. getting called a bogan in Ireland to be a bogger or a bogan. Yeah. Uh, so... Different terms, but all the same. Yeah. Very funny. Oh. I, I don't think it's really that bad of a term here in America because you can say it's a redneck or a hillbilly. Yeah, redneck hillbilly. Yeah. In Ireland, you'd be a bogger. A bogger, yeah. yeah. So all of a sudden, when I saw Marx's name, I was like, oh my God, now I'm truly going to understand like what this this means because I would watch Australian shows and they would keep saying that word and I couldn't understand it. Yeah. Now a, I do. It's the same as a coach okay. from Ireland. But you know, your name is different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pronounced differently. That's okay. the main one. Well, now we have the answer. Well, that's funny. Well, yeah. I'm glad um, you went there, Bobby. Nah, I'm glad yeah. you went there. And I, and I, and I want to go one step further. I want to address the elephant in the room. You know what? What are we going to do with all these old stamps when these new stamps come out with a new price hike? I don't know if that's that's an important question, but but, but I'm sorry, that's a red herring. Okay. So we're gonna we're gonna stick to to this conversation I, I with, our, table, with our resident. I want we'll, we'll table that. Okay. But uh, no. So I want to ask Marcus: Will you be at Aviva Stadium next year when Notre Dame plays Navy? Oh, absolutely. Once I've come here, I can't leave. I'm now a Notre Dame fan. <laughs> <laughs> and I trust that you'll go to the bookstore and go home with some some Notre Dame gear. And you'll be able to wear that at the game. Unavoidable. Uh, definitely will. I already have so, actually. <laughs> fantastic. Fantastic. Well, that's, that's great news. Yeah. That's a great news. And that has been a great time to spend with you. Thank you so much, Marcus, for coming to join us in the Red Room. Thank you for being here and reading the law and also to helping out our rugby and all our Gaelic football and sports events. Yeah. Thank and you. Marcus, never forget, once a domer, always a domer. Absolutely. So it's not part of your blood. There you just go. The, just like we're Irish, you're, you're a domer. <laughs> there you go. Thank you, you very much. You heard it here first. First. Thanks for coming. Bobby, don't you like that Marcus? Yeah, I mean, I think this dorm is uh, lucky to have him for, uh, I know it's a short semester, but, but at least we got him for one semester. We did. And, you know, he's not Australian, like I said in the beginning. He's actually Irish. Irish, yeah. Irish is the day is long. We, we have a couple Irish guys in the dorm. We do. And you know what? And we love them all. Yeah. We do. Well, uh, you know what else I love? I love good news and weather with Nikolai. Nikolai, welcome to the Red Room. Oh my gosh, another Friday in the Red Room. Another fr- Just love it. Well, another day in the Red Room, yes. Uh, and uh, got to figure out what's some good news. We need some good news here, Nikolai. Oh my gosh, we're always in store with good news. Mm, just so, like a Candyman can, that's you. <laughs> you can deliver. <laughs> so if you might have heard some of the sounds around Steads, is that we have an invitational going on. Oh, that's right. Invitational for what? It's a basketball 3v3 tournament against the dogs of Alumni Hall next door. Oh, wow. And as some might understand, it's a little weird. Dogs next door, Alumni Hall next door. Yeah. Well, so they've taken over Zom Hall at the swing dorm. So we've kind of got on our new tournament. The, yeah. the Battle of the Shadow, we're forever winners. So yeah, now, forever winners. So it's no longer called the Battle of the Shadow? It's now the Stead's in, first ever Stead's Invitational. Stead's Invitational. Yes, uh, the Battle for the Shadow, the annual basketball tourney against Zahn, is off the table because Zahn is no more. And we went out winners. So that is off the table. We have the Shadow always. 
Uh, now, uh, we decided, I guess, to create the Steads Invitational. So every hall that goes into Swing Hall now, when their hall is being renovated for one full year, we will always extend them an invitation to play us in basketball. So this is our first, and so we're playing alumni. T- next year, it could be against BP. It could Never be against know. whoever is in that hall. But it will always be the Steads Invitational. It will always be wins every year. Well, indeed. Wins. You know what? Bring it home. Let me ask you, Nikolai. Are, do you have a team? Well, so sadly, I'm a little bit of injured right now. Injured? Well, we, flag football was on Tuesday, oh. so I took a, took a big hit re- relative to flag football <laughs> and, and went on the ground and hurt my knee a little bit, so I'm sitting this weekend out. Okay, good call. But, good call. Yeah, okay. Well, we're better safe than sorry, okay. but I'll be watching and cheering from the side. Well, that's the good news right there. That's great. That's great. Now, was this actually a big hit, or was this a contactless injury? It, no, it was a, it was a contact okay. injury. Okay. I mean, it was, I went up for a pass right in the end zone, and I just got hit. It was like a hospital pass. Ooh. I just got... Both flags pulled. That was, oh, my gosh. The heart <laughs> flags were really just <laughs> torn off. <laughs> but well, yeah. the good news is, Bobby, he's in one piece. That, no, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And listeners, he looks good. So <laughs> look great. You know, Come on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he great. He's bruised on the inside. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, do we still play uh, tackle football, though, as yes. well? Yes. Okay. Yeah, we yeah. do. Okay. And there's a game coming up Sunday. We beat... Was it the four-hit Hydra? It was. They they try to keep making it harder for us to win. They've added four dorms of like Pangborn. Yeah, uh, uh, you that, name it. They threw the kitchen sink into exactly. it, and they still lost. We won three nothing. That's <laughs> it. Was an wow. offensive showdown. Yeah. That was a. That's an old school we, matchup. That was. Oh my yeah. gosh, we brought the whole offense for that game. Yeah. As did they. Well, the good news is once again <laughs> we got a win. So wow, we got good news all over the place. But here's some more good news. Okay. It's, so the Greg, it just keeps looking better. You, you really, it just, it literally keeps looking. Yes, the Gregorian li- Lounge. Literally yeah. keeps looking better because we've now are illuminated with new lights. Oh, Fiat looks. Oh my gosh. Let there be light. Let there be light. Exactly, Father Ralph. And I don't know if you know this, there's even more good news there, oh Nikolai. Oh Why? Because today, the French vanilla powder arrived for the coffee machine, and now we can have cappuccino. Oh my gosh. Wow. It's raining. It's raining good news here. Oh, my gosh. You've gotten me now, B, because you've given me good news. You know what, Aiden? I'm trying to, I'm trying to replicate what oh, the experience. you've done. I know. How the tables have turned. <laughs> <laughs> so, now, so do you like the light? I actually, so we were just up there for our Folgers at 4, which mm-hmm. is like when we all get together, we eat donuts and use our new coffee machine. So we're all sitting in the new furniture that we have as well. Mm, yeah. And so you can finally see everyone's faces because before it was a little dim in there. It was. They had those chandeliers all the way at the top and they came down maybe like half a foot and it was, <laughs> it was illuminating the ceiling. <laughs> it was yeah. just a ceiling light. Yeah, so all the bugs, <laughs> all the flies, yeah. everything, they could see just fine. <laughs> they, lo- they loved they it. Loved it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? We can finally enjoy it now. Yeah. And you know what else I, I heard is the guys like it because it keeps them awake. Oh, yeah, especially at 2 a.m. on when yeah, oh. they don't fall asleep. They say you know, lighting <laughs> keeps them up. Now the other there's there's other furniture that's going to arrive that hasn't arrived. So all the end tables and the coffee cabinet for the coffee machine has wow. not arrived yet. So there's more stuff yet to come. Good news is on the horizon. The, more good news. Yep, that's right. That's yes. great. Yeah. And, and Folgers at four is this a weekly tradition? Every week at Friday at 4 p.m. Wow. we uh, get ready to just meet as a dorm and kind of just relax. Coffee, long coffee, yeah. of course. Ease into the I mean, weekend. Donuts, I like it. Donuts. Yep. Coffee oh, yes. and donuts. Now, what, now, the donuts kind of like are on a rotation. So t- sometimes it's like 
you know, um, Krispy Kreme. Yeah. Sometimes it's, you know, uh, uh, you know uh, what's the Dunkin' Donuts. Dunkin', exactly. Sometimes it's Amish Acres or whatever the yeah. Rise and yeah. Roll thing. Rise and Roll, exactly. So now i got to ask, of all the donuts that are served up, which one are your favorites? Well, so a lot of people are Rise and Roll fans, which is the Amish Bakery. Yeah. But I'm a little bit more... Old, I mean, I'm just a glazed donut kind of guy. Anywhere mm-hmm. I get a yeah. glazed donut, it, it, it does its job. It, does, sure. it tickles my fancy. See, Bob, I knew I liked him. Well, <laughs> I, I, I was crossing my fingers he was going to say Duncan, but that's all right. You know what? Beggars can't be choosers that's here. That's right. Well, you know, we're blue collar. You know, we're old money, but we're blue collar. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, Duncan is blue collar. That's the beauty no, of Duncan. No, no, absolutely. No, no, Bobby. No, no. I'm, I'm sorry. I think you're getting overruled here. I think <laughs> I see Amish. You know, they they don't even use zippers, and you know, they don't drive cars. <laughs> you know, that's old school, and that's down to earth. Next time I have you in New York City, we'll, we'll go to a Starbucks, and then we'll go to a Dunkin'. You'll see. Okay. Dunkin's your blue collar choice. It's fantastic. All right. I'll. T- I'll, I'll yeah. jump. We'll I'm gonna. Well, you that. know what, Bobby? Let's go. <laughs> let's, let's go. go on a, let's go next week. Let's go a, next week on a fact finding mission. Let's That's do it. Right. Okay. Listen, folks, we're going to come to you from New York on a fact-finding mission for donuts. Absolutely. Okay. In the Red Room, New York City edition. That's right. Yeah. Word. Okay. I'm sorry. Did I cut you off? Do you have any other good news? To be honest with you, it's kind of just sometimes no news is good news. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, how about some weather? Oh, well, so it's gotten a little bit chilly here. And uh, so the lows are low around here now in the mm. in the fall. So says the Floridian. Exa- says the Floridian. Yeah, asterisk on the lows. That's forty degrees. But for me, winter coat's been dusted off. It's out. But winter coat. Wow. Uh, well, Ooh. better safe than sorry. Early mornings are cold. Yeah. But now it's nice. Like today, it's beautiful out. It Seventy is. degrees. But so the rest of the week, you we're kind of looking at sun and wow. sixty-five. Wow! So that's going to be a nice time to just go out there, sit on the quad. Oh yeah! Take a blanket, read a book, read some Aristotle. Yeah. You can master the divine. I can master the divine. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You go and paint. You know what? And you know what, folks? You can't see it, but we have some more good news. Because guess who just walked in? Mister Carson. Hello, doggy. Mister Carson is a King Charles Spaniel, a dog. Uh, owned by my friend, and I'm dog sitting him, and he's he's doing some therapy for me and everyone in the hall. He just came back from making an appearance at Folgers. Yeah, oh, delightful dog. Yes, delightful dog. He is, isn't he? He's a little lap dog, just 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 an adorable little doggy. You know, if Father Sorn could have had a dog, he would have had a King Charles Spaniel. I believe so. Yeah. Oh, he's laying down, folks. He's tired. We took him for a little walk. He had a little too much fun upstairs. (laughs) But anyway, well, Nikolai always, thank you for that good news and weather with Nikolai. Nikolai, thank you. Fantastic news. Thank you, guys. Well, Bobby, it's that time of the show. It's that time. we got to say thank you. We have to say thank you to our fantastic guests, Ryan and Marcus. Yes. And, of course, Nikolai with Good News and Weather. Yes. Uh, Just another really great show, Father Al. Indeed. Well, you know, it's so easy because... We just have great stories here at St. Ed's. Yeah. And, yeah. and somehow, I mean, you, you pick the right guys from the dorm. I know you don't get to pick them, but they, they, but they land here providentially. They, yeah, they do. You know, I just, God keeps giving me aces up my sleeve. Aces, yeah. You know, I, aces high. You know, but and, I'm... And, and we got a fire chief out of this episode. And we got a fire chief. You know, a volunteer. I, on a volunteer I'm basis. Gonna, you know? I'm going to sleep really well tonight. <laughs> yeah. But, I, you know, I got to say, I'm really excited about next week. Because we got to go on this fact-finding mission. We're going to go to New we York. we got to go to New York. We're going to find out whether Dunkin' Donuts really is mainstream and not 
she-she. It is mainstream. Okay. Well, folks, you know what? Don't hold your breath, but uh, we'll, we'll go to New York and we'll come back. <laughs> but I want to say thank you to all of you listeners. Thank you for listening to our stories. Thank you for listening to this podcast. You can always find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify. And if you like these stories, well, the good news is that we have even more stories next week. So stay tuned. I'm Father Ralph with my co-host Bobby Weltner, and you've been in the Red Room.